Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Monday. You know, Mondays, though, you come in, you kind of stumble in from the weekend. But this weekend, the lies have been cast. The votes are out there, too. Trump trampled Haley uh, decisively, I would say. I would say, too. But if you listen to Nikki Haley, you'll hear this. I said earlier this week that no matter what happens in South Carolina, I would continue to run for president. I'm a woman of my word. Uh, no, you're not, Nikki, because you said uh, to President Trump, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but you said I will never, ever vote against, uh, run against you, Mr. President. I so? would never run against you. And, of course, she does. And not only that, but she got, she got crushed. She got crushed in her home state. And, you know, Bill, she spent $63 million in uh. South Carolina. Ah, but it's not her money, you see. Yeah, she she lost what sixty uh, sixty one to forty nine percent. That's a trounce. But you know what? And she's hanging on and keeps on going. Well, why would that be? She's a woman of her word. Well, she's a lying cheat, is what she is. Because not only is she out there to be a disruptor for Trump, she's probably getting money from the other side. The other thing that she's doing. You know, when people vote, I saw the faces of doom and despair on the voters on the tube mm-hmm. that were in the Nikki Haley camp going, oh. But as long as she doesn't back out, even if it looks very fatal, they're going to give her her campaign money that she asked for. She can keep asking for money all the way to the end, spending party money and, yeah, some donor money. But all that other, all those other funds that she's getting... Well, what happens to him at the end of the campaign? Does uh, she call up every donor well, and say, here's your no, money back? I think she uh, keeps it. It stays in a fund. Uh, so an, this an is really fund. just a money-making scheme for her. She wasn't She didn't well, wasn't wealthy until she got into office. She, she, like you said, it was a decisive victory for Trump. Uh, he, he did crush her. And every expert out there says that uh, by this time at least, by South Carolina— uh, you would expect her to step out of the race. but So she has an incentive to stay in it. She has yeah. an incentive. But that being said, uh, yesterday, one of the biggest investors in her, her uh, campaign, the, the Koch brothers, uh, they suspended their donations to the Haley uh, campaign. You know, they're, they may be on the wrong side of the ledger, but uh, they know when to uh, hold them and when to fold them. And they, they folded their funds and uh, so that's got to be that's got to be tough, you know, on Nikki Haley, you know, but she how do you spend 63 million dollars in one state, your home state, the state where you were governor and lose as badly as she lost? And Bill, by the way, this is the first time in, uh, I guess, the history of uh, elections or at least recent elections where the first four primaries have gone to one man decisively. Yeah. Yeah, well, let me answer your question on how does she keep going and spending that money. Mm -hmm. In her own words, she is a woman on a spending thrift with uh, her donor's credit card. So there you go. It's not her money. It's somebody else's money. And that's what you do. You get get rich off of somebody else's money. And if you're going to spend, use somebody else's money. And she's got an agenda. She Mm -hmm. wants to fatten her 
her purse, and she wants to sit there, and she's got a vendetta. You know, she's yeah. got an ego and a vendetta. You think Trump's got an ego? She's got an uh, an ego if she keeps going like this. Well, I'm going to be there when he falls. Well, guess what? If he falls, nobody cares about you, Nikki. This Go is home. like the quarterback of the uh, San Francisco 49ers coming out after the game, the Super Bowl game, and saying, wasn't that a terrific game? I'd like to thank all my fans. What a game. We're so proud of what we did. Yeah, we came in second, but but look how close we were. Look 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 at the game that we had. It was a victory. We feel good. So we're ready for the next season because we almost won the Super Bowl. You know that that is the kind of thing this is. This is nonsense. This is this is the kind of thing that uh, like Bill said, he's she's spending money. There's an ulterior motive. She's spending money that somebody has given her to be a disruptor. She is ask, a disruptor. Go ahead. Let me, let me ask you a question. If there was voter fraud in any primary or election, would it benefit Trump? Well, if it's not not normally, uh, if you look at the 2020 no, election, not. no, of course, yeah. No, you got to go by previous elections. It doesn't benefit Trump, obviously. Right. But And that makes him a big denier. Well, you know, the interesting story out of South Carolina, here we go again, South Carolina voters unable to vote reportedly due to Internet being out. Now, if you remember going to vote, there is a machine that kind of sits over a big uh, a big box. It's a, it's a fancy dumpster right. that takes that takes your ballot. Once it scans it in into the computer, mm-hmm. it drops it down into that that holding tank. But apparently, now it is not connected. They tell us this. They're not connected to the internet. But the reason that they said, "Oh, you can't put your ballot here," the internet is down. Well, what should it matter? Because they're not connected to the Well, I have a question internet. for you. For years, um, when we voted electronically where I live, we just walked over to a, a machine. We did our voting. We hit enter in that one machine, and that was it. And we walked out of the room. Well, Then, over the, of- then over the last uh, time or two, uh, it's been a, two, a two-step process like you talk about. You punch everything into the machine. It gives you a punch card, essentially. You walk over and feed that card into the master computer, I guess. It didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't make sense, Bill. For the longest time, it was so much simpler, you know? You, you well, d- go ahead. I think the lie is, is that these computers are not connected to the Internet, nor have they ever been. They've always been connected to the Internet because think about it now. Well, so-and-so precinct is in. Somebody didn't run over with the, the computer tabulation of that, that machine and say, here you go. Here it is. Well, you know, I, I, don't know how, I don't know how they are going to get 2024, uh, get a result that is honest uh, in next time around because I don't think a lot of people feel that 2020 was an honest election. And I don't see that they've done anything to fix the uh, uncertainty of of the well, of the system. You know, the fact that they transmitted over the internet, they had over the years, and they and then they got caught stealing that way. Well, we won't use the internet anymore. Lie, lie, lie. Because the only way you can get it that quickly into all the precincts to get everything done within a twelve, six, twelve, eighteen hour period or even 24-hour period, 
is that you got to transmit it through the internet and then now you have the man- manipulation of it. Why, you what have I find the interesting computer itself with the tabulation. What I find interesting about this uh, last weekend is that uh, you're saying that the Haley people are now saying that there were problems with the voting system, you know, in South Carolina. Like there'd be a big difference, even if there was. Let's say there was a five percent, uh, you know, fudge factor for uh, interruptions with the system. Well, she still will have lost by seventeen points. I mean, it, it, it's she got crushed, folks. Uh, Donald Trump, by the way, was uh, was at his rally, and here's how he sounded. I was just informed that we got double the number of votes that has ever been received in the great state of South Carolina. So I- that's amazing. Double the number of votes ever for a candidate. That's that is he crushed her, and it was her state. She was governor. She was governor yeah. there. I mean, uh, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it does make a lot of sense. If you listen to her message and you listen to how she's carrying on, she is. it's obvious to anybody who's paying attention that she is being a disruptor, a troublemaker. She's in it just to cause turmoil, and she's, she's, uh, she's doing a decent job. She's doing oh, a decent job. Go ahead. She's doing exactly what she has been uh, hired to do. She's, she is a hired hit girl. Yeah, and that's all there is to it. And I think, you know, she shut the door on. If she had hopes to be vice president, forget it. If she has hopes to be president, right. forget it, because she is she is trouncing her reputation. And the only reason that you would trash yourself that way is either, you know, she's stupid, she is a glutton for punishment, or she's getting lots of money and she doesn't care you know, the ultimate end of this thing. And that election uh, voter uh, internet thing, it didn't affect Trump. And it wasn't her, from what I believe, that brought it up, but it was one of the, the, the people overseeing things. But I think all that does is bring into the foresight that, you know, your ballot goes into a machine, which is, you know, that machine in question, which can be manipulated and be told how to count the numbers. And it is going to be ultimately transmitted over the Internet. So everything that you've told, been told is a safeguard is all a lie. That's all that proves to me. You know, it is a lie. Uh, Lindsey Graham was there. And, and Trump is nicer to Lindsey Graham than he should be. because he, right. Lindsey Graham is rhino, okay? Republican in name only. But I want you to hear how Lindsey Graham was greeted by the crowd. Listen carefully. Another man, not a lot of people know him. He doesn't do too much television. He happens to be a little bit uh, further left than some of the people on the stage. But I always say, when I'm in trouble on the left, I call up Lindsey Graham and he straightens it out so fast. And I'll tell you, no, 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 remember, remember. Him. He's a good man. Come up here, Lindsay. Come up here, Lindsay. That's booing. Come yes. Here. Okay, are you ready? America, the nightmare you're facing is just about over. Help is on the way. This is the most qualified man to be president of the United States. And let it be said. 
that South Carolina created the biggest political comeback in American history. Now, I don't know why, Bill, uh, President mm-hmm. Trump is so, uh, you know, he's so nice t- to Lindsey Graham. You know, maybe it's maybe it's uh, sh- keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Maybe? I was just going to say that, but also. Lindsay is the one person that will waver in the wind. And so if you're going to have an enemy as a friend or someone that kind of is wishy-washy like that, Lindsay might be a good one to have because he can be swooned over to your cause. And Lindsay is, I mean, see a good Republican? No, he's not a good Democrat either. He's just Lindsay. And maybe yeah. that's just I mean, he hasn't seen he's a war. Just Lindsay. He has not seen a war that uh, he hasn't embraced. He, he just loves uh, fighting. And what's amazing is he, he's a, a guy with no kids. So uh, he's, no not, wife. he's not going to lose a child to a war. No. You know? No, he, he, he can't relate to that. He doesn't know. Uh, so, you know, again, he's just Lindsay. But Trump, I think, is good keeping anybody like that he can on his side because it's better to have him. Now, would he betray uh, Trump and, and, and a good friend? You know, you can always tell a good friend because when you're sitting in jail, you know, mm-hmm. your friend, your true friend is sitting there next to you, uh, with you in jail. You know, he's not that guy. Yeah. You know, if, if I'm going to trust somebody, I'm going to trust somebody that's going to go down with the ship with me and we're going to fight to the end. They're you saying know? that uh, they expect uh, that Haley will probably drop out uh, after Super Tuesday, which, by the way, is next Tuesday. You yeah. know, it's the 5th of March. Also, they're saying that the uh, uh, head of the Republican National Committee, uh, Rona McDaniel Romney, Rona Romney McDaniel, rather. She's resigned. No, she's going to resign after Super Tuesday. That's what they're saying. Yeah. So, uh you know, that would be, I think, a good thing uh, because, you know, she comes across as being a very nice young woman, but apparently she's blown millions of dollars and uh, places and campaigns that you would have ex- expected the Republican National Committee to have invested a lot of money in support. Uh, they haven't done it. You know, I think Dr. Oz's campaign, for example, I don't think he got a lot of support from the RNC when he was running against Fetterman. You know, mm-hmm. and that, that's where you need millions of dollars from the big guys. I mean, if you're running a, a campaign as close and you have a, a strong message, you need the financial resources to make it work. You know, I never understood, Bill. This is just me off my own. Why Why is it that uh, they make it so that you, don't, you can't use pri- – you cannot use private funds in an election? If you run for an election, you get into the election, you're in the finals, in the finals, Right. Uh, mm-hmm. From that point on, you have to use allocated government funds, equal allocated government funds, meaning if you're a Democrat and I'm a Republican and we win the primary and we become the finalists running for an, an office, then maybe that's when the Republican committee and the a Democrat committee should come in and say, here's your $50 million for your election. Make it work. You know, and, hmm. and so it's everybody's on an equal footing. But that being said, in our political environment in this country, you know somebody will, will cheat. Somebody's going to bend the rules, slip the funds. It, they will cheat. 
you know, unfortunately. And that's where the Koch brothers come in and Pax come in and everything like Soros. that. They yep. Soros. They can sit there and go, yeah, sure, you know, you spend your $50 million, you yeah. have fun. I'm going to take a billion dollars <laughs> and secretly go spend that. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put up some mailboxes because you know uh, you know I own Facebook and I can do that you know so you can you know drop that's what off packs go packs are amazing they do just what you're saying a, yeah. pol- a political action committee will say okay uh, we're not going to give the money to our candidate we're just going to put ads together for our candidate free of charge that promote him and we'll pay for him you know mm-hmm. and. Uh, but anyway, it was an interesting weekend in South Carolina. President Trump is on a roll. Four states so far. Everybody's predicting that he's going to sweep it right through the Super Tuesday at least. Uh, hopefully by then she will have had the uh, good sense to bow out gracefully from the uh, campaign. But you know, Bill, I don't, I don't know. If she's getting a lot of money, maybe they're paying her just to cause trouble. Just to cause trouble as long as you can. We'll keep, yeah. we'll keep giving you money. You keep running up against him and causing noise, you know, and be a disruptor. And uh, anyway, and it, it, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, did you hear about that uh, straw poll poll with uh, the uh, well CPAC? Well, what's what was the straw poll? How was how was the result? Well, it was uh, well Trump destroyed Haley with a whopping ninety four percent to her five percent. Yeah, I, I I I think that's a pretty a pretty solid poll. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Speaking of CPAC, an interesting thing happened. There was a roundtable at CPAC with uh, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, uh, Dan Bishop, the representative from uh, North Carolina, Mike Davis, uh, top Trump aide, and Stephen Miller, another top Trump aide. Did I get that right? I think I got it wrong. Let me try that again. It was Ken Paxton. Okay. It was Representative Dan Bishop and Mike Davis. Mike Davis is, um, uh, uh, he's a an analyst, and he's a smart guy, and uh, he was there. I think he was also involved in the Trump uh, administration, too. And also Stephen Miller, who definitely was an aide-de-camp of uh, President Trump. And uh, they were talking about how, you know, everyone's talking about, well, we're going to ship the people back to their home countries. But realistically, does it make sense and can it be done? Can you mass deport all those illegals? Will it work? How will you do it? And Stephen Miller actually came up with uh, what I think is at least the beginnings of a Trump plan. Listen. Well, as I, as I say sometimes, the immigration issue is extremely simple. The policies involved in fixing it are very complicated. The simple part is seal the border, deport all the illegals. Now, <laughs> that's the... That's the short answer, right? It's very, you get in, you have two policy objectives that you proceed with uh, utter determination on. Seal the border. No illegals in. Everyone here goes out. That's very straightforward. In terms of the policy sets to accomplish this, as President Trump showed in his first term, it's, it's, a, it's a series of interlocking domestic and foreign policies to accomplish this goal. In no particular order, to rattle off a few fast, you have your safe third agreements, you have remain in Mexico, finish the wall, you have robust prosecutions of illegal aliens. You do interior repatriation flights to Mexico, not back to the north of Mexico. It's very important. You re-implement Title 42. You have several muscular 212Fs. That's the travel ban authority. We did a few of those in the Trump administration. You would bring those back and add new ones on top of that. You would establish large-scale staging grounds for removal flights. So you grab 
illegal immigrants, and then you move them to the staging grounds, and that's where the planes are waiting for federal law enforcement to then move those illegals home. You deputize the National Guard to carry out immigration enforcement, and then you also deploy the military to the southern border, not just with a mission to observe, but with an impedance and denial mission. In other words, you reassert the fundamental constitutional principle that you don't have a right to enter into our sovereign territory to even request the asylum claim. The military has the right to establish a fortress position on the border and to say no one can cross here at all. Yes. Wow, that's exactly, he got it down. He got it down yeah. right. It may sound harsh if you are somebody who thinks that everybody should just have a right to come across the border. But it's never been the case, by the way. It's never been the law of the land. Other countries like Hungary, you can't get into Hungary. They got a border around Hungary that is so tight that, that bugs can't get across, okay? And and they're proud of it. And, you know, what he was talking about, a fortress situation, you know, they're not, right now the Border Patrol guys, they patrol it and they get a guy and they put him in the truck and then they have to, bring him in to have a judge talk to him. And it's just the process would be under a new system like a fort. You can't come in. And and I guess uh, there was the uh, he didn't say it directly, but the threat of deadly force would be an option. You know, I'm sure they'd fire some tracer rounds to to uh, get you to move away. But, uh, you know, and you may say that's harsh. But think of all the people who are dying from fentanyl overdoses in this country right now. I mean, we're losing we're losing tens of thousands of young Americans. I heard a story over the weekend about a young a young woman who was uh, at school. She thought she was taking Percocet because she wanted to. She had a sore muscle or something. She was given something she thought was Percocet. She got one pill, and that one pill killed her. You know, and if and if Biden wasn't so open about this damn border, that little girl might be alive today. You know, I heard another thing, Bill, over the weekend. You probably heard about yeah. this, about that nursing school student. I believe she was in Georgia who uh, was murdered yeah. by an illegal Venezuelan criminal. Yeah, I think we talked about it. All on, of this uh, is on Biden, show, Bill. Yeah. All of this is on Biden. Yeah, there, there is a lot going on. Well, you know what? Besides uh, the young lady, the nursing student that was uh, murdered, um, going on in the Northeast, hold on one second, got to clear my throat. There is uh, a breakout of, uh, what do they call this virus? It's, um, oh, I forget what it's, uh, the, the Norris. Oh, here the we Norris go. virus, I think Another virus. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, the Norris virus. Yeah, well, actually, it's, well, this virus is very contagious. Yeah. And it gives you, uh, well, it makes you vomit, vehemently vomit. Mm -hmm. And it gives you really bad diarrhea. It's, it's actually a very, very serious, uh, possibly deadly disease. And it's, it's running rampant in the Northeast, and people are taking to social media. And we didn't have this problem until the migrants, you know, the immigrants. And yeah. all of a sudden, the illegal immigrants, they're not being vetted or... Yeah, they're not vetted at all. None. And they're bringing in disease and famine. Well, you know, we think about, we talked about this uh, last week, too. You know, they're, they're storing them, and I say storing them because that's what they're doing. They're storing them in airports. Okay, so you have people, passengers, who go 
in that airport from all points around the world, right? Because they're they're going to different mm-hmm. places. And these places where they're being stored, it's not like a room down in the basement or something like that. It's a section of a waiting area that is cordoned off by canvas drapes, and that's it. So if somebody yeah. is sick on the inside, if there's a sick illegal who who's contagious, it's not going to stop the contagion from getting to the passengers who are going to their airplane. Right. You know, um, the United States is, you know, we, we've got our breadbasket, and we're kind of a breadbasket to the world, and we have a, a pretty good supply of water. We had a problem out west, but the rains have kind of changed all of that. And I bring yeah. this up only because Mexico has a problem. And especially in Mexico City, people are going days, you know, on end without water because they don't have the adequate water supply there, nor the storage facilities when they do have the water, that people are 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 being pressed to even get bottled water. And I'm sitting there going, you know that if they got the crunch there, they got the crunch on everything. We've already got people because they can't they can't keep up with what they got there. We got people flooding across the border because Joe's opened the border. Is that just going to be more people coming across our border? And at what point in time will our resources be hard-pressed to keep up with the population? Well, I would submit that we're at that point just about now. Yeah. You know, uh, let me give you this. This is interesting. Uh, another story along the same it's, it's all related. A shocking 2,033 homeless people died in Los Angeles in 2023. 2,033. <coughs> Excuse me. It, it, it's, a, it's a disaster, okay? But these are people, for the most part, who are Americans. These right. are people who, like, are, are veterans who have emotional problems. They come back with uh, PTSD and, and they're... Uh, they're having a hard time uh, re-entering society, and they end up on the street. And, right. and but they're Americans. They're living mm-hmm. in tents on sidewalks, and uh, and they're not getting a handout by uh, the government. They're not or a hand up, you know. Whereas these other people who are coming across the southern border, who are strangers, unbeknownst to us, I was just another story. So, Bill, by the way, was uh, the continued increase in the number of Chinese illegals who are coming across the border. Males, no family with them. They're just coming into the country. Yeah, why? Because they're here for look at they're here for a reason, Bill. Oh, you don't obviously. you don't get airline passage from China to Mexico uh, because you just want to go to the US. There has to be another reason. We're getting set up by the Chinese and this guy in the White House is um, he's a he's actually making it easy for the Chinese to do it. He's yeah. a, a guy who is probably getting been paid off by the Chinese. We know he's been paid off by the Chinese. We know mm. that he's he's gotten uh, millions of dollars. His family's made themselves wealthy because they've done everything they can to aid. You know, the Chinese government. Go ahead, Bill. You wanted to say Well, something? no, no. I was going to I was gonna add something to, you know, your thing on, on the Chinese. I was going to let you finish. And then, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, I may have sent this in a text to you over the weekend. It was a headline that caught my attention. Uh, but San Francisco appointed Kelly Wong, a foreign national from Hong Kong, yep. uh, to oversee its elections despite having no legal voting rights 
in the uh, United States. Wong, an immigrant, uh, immigrant rights advocate, uh, became eligible due to, well, a city measure allowing non-citizens on boards. So she well, is a not second. a citizen. Will she have, will she have uh, input as far as the federal elections are concerned, too, in San Francisco? Well, I don't know that because I know that the way things are, city and state levels, yeah. they can do it, which is stupid on their part. But on a federal election, you cannot. But yeah. is this not because even there she got through on a loophole and Democrats are famous for loopholes. And why would they want this unless they're sitting there going, if we do this, we can sit there and hold power because they're worried about power in California. Because right now, California, the people have, have had it with what is going on with their state. But, you know, do the states have rights over the federal elections? That could be determined right there. I, and I what is she going to do to it? I would think that the federal elections have control of the federal elections. That's why I think that uh, if that's the case, by the way, I don't know why. Congress hasn't said uh, all federal elections are to have an ID and to have uh, paper ballots. I mean, we supposedly have control of the Congress right now. So, and the other thing is this, uh, how can the other side complain about that? You're just trying to make it more secure. Yeah, you know? but, you know, you're, you're sitting here having a, a non-national here, a, a Chinese national yep. that's, uh, that's an immigrant that is— uh, you know, has no voting rights here and is not mm -hmm. a citizen. And now she gets to oversee the elections. Now, you know, when you have uh, a, a state, a local state and federal election all in one, pretty much everything is on the same ballot. So if she's overseeing the local elections, she's overseeing the national one. Yeah, too. look look at, what, look at what they're doing in Massachusetts. I mean, they're, they're allowing people who have... I guess, issued IDs, like uh, licenses, right. or I guess they have a specific, just a, an illegals get an ID, if anything, you know? And if you have that, you can vote in Massachusetts. We are dismantling America. California, you know, you talked about the border. They have actually got a prototype border wall that's going out there that's anti-climb proof. You can't climb it. And it's, it's, it's been yeah. put up there or being put up. And now... And California, you know, they're going, well, we can cross the border here easily. And so the immigrants are coming there to come across illegally. And that border wall is going up. And now all of a sudden, you got these bureaucratic liberal groups that are coming up. Uh, the birds. The birds can't fly through the oh, wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well. Oh, no, no, no. You can't have that wall there because. Birds can we, fly over the wall, folks. So don't, don't worry know, about the birds. Uh, we can take care of the border crisis if the big bird in the White House would get off his tuchus and do something. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, yeah. she's being talked about as being a possible possible uh, vice presidential candidate with Trump. I don't know how that would work. I don't know whether I would uh, want her as my vice president because she has stood for so many things that I don't stand for, even though right. she has done a conversion of sorts over the last year and a half or so. Uh, she dropped out of the Democratic Party. She's an independent, uh, but she has she hasn't voted in lockstep with the Republicans. So I think there would be a better choice. But she is a an interesting character. I might want to ma make her a, a cabinet member if I were President Trump. Keep her 
keep her uh, near. See, I, you know. I would tend to think that they probably, I mean, there's been talk of it, creating a little bit more of a, a unification between parties. And Trump might be looking at that. But then again, you know, there's a lot of unifying hey, people out there. Trump Trump is 70, what, 77 or 76 years old. Um, he has already admitted that, you know, you got to have a good vice presidential candidate right. because anything can happen. And you want to make sure that somebody like-minded is uh, uh, able to step up and uh, keep everything going in the right direction. Anyway, she spoke at uh, CPAC over the weekend, and she did give a good speech. Listen. But they're justifying their actions by telling themselves that they need to destroy our democracy in order to save it. It's lunacy, and it's the mindset and mentality of dictators. They are waging a multi-front battle, and they will stop at nothing until they're successful. I'm going to go through a few of the many examples. We've seen how Colorado, Maine, 32 states have taken some action or another themselves in an unprecedented way to try to remove the leading Republican candidate for president, Donald J. Trump, from the presidential ballots. In defiance of the Constitution, these people are single-handedly deciding that somehow they alone have the authority to take away our right as citizens to decide who we want to be our president. We see in Congress, a progressive congressman, Ro Khanna from California, someone who I've known for years, he is so desperate to take Trump off the ballot that he's demanding that the chairman of the Federal Reserve, a position that's supposed to be nonpartisan and apolitical, take action and stop the former president from getting reelected. On December 27th of last year, Representative Khanna said in a post on X that Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell, quote, should cut interest rates now, given most of inflation was caused by supply shocks. If he doesn't, he may be the person most responsible for the return of Trump. The Democrat elite and their cronies, they're using our criminal justice system to prosecute and distract the Republican presidential candidate in the midst of his campaign. As we know, Donald Trump currently faces 91 charges in four criminal cases, 44 on the federal side, 47 on the state side, all felonies. This most recent ruling in New York, the real estate case, charging him a $355 million fine plus nearly $100 million in interest for a business transaction where there was no victim or complaint, where all parties made money. So egregious that even people who are not fans of Donald Trump are standing up and saying this is crazy and criticizing this judge's decision that from the very beginning has been a very clearly politically motivated hit job. This is the truth. They're hoping and doing all that they can that they can convict Donald Trump of some crime, any crime, to try to undermine his support and therefore prevent what they fear most, a second Trump presidency. And there's a reason why they're so afraid of him, because he poses a threat to this establishment where they draw their power from. But when we take a step back and look beyond the personalities, look beyond Donald Trump and Joe Biden, what we're facing is a threat of far greater magnitude. A very dangerous precedent is being set. 
Our democratic republic is being destroyed by the permanent Washington elite. And there are people in both political parties who truly believe they and not the American people have the right to decide who should be our president. They easily and dangerously dismiss our constitution, anointing themselves as the ones who have the power and justification to make this most important decision. Now, I've only mentioned a few of the many examples. I could write a whole book detailing all that's been done, all that the Democrat elite in Washington establishment have done and are doing to try to destroy Donald Trump and steal our election. As you know very well, President Trump has endured years of attacks. What we're seeing now is a continuation of something that began in 2016, ever since he came down that golden escalator. Now, I've met a lot of strong, tough people in my life. I can't think of someone who would actually choose to keep fighting against the entire Washington establishment. Amazing. That's a little bit of Tulsi Gabbard's speech. You know, I was thinking as she was talking, she's articulate, she's yeah. intelligent, and yeah. she's beautiful. And and you know, it's the beautiful part shouldn't be that important, but nowadays it is. I was thinking, can you imagine if Bill Clinton, for example, were fat and bald? Uh, do you think Bill Clinton would have been made uh, uh, would have been elected president if he were a fat bald guy? Do you think that? Uh, uh, Barack Obama, if he were a fat guy, uh, would have gotten into office. I mean, there was a time, by the way, in our society where we we actually didn't think about stuff like that because we actually thought about uh, what the person was bringing to the office as far as policy goes. I, I think of, I mean, Warren Harding, wow. Calvin Coolidge, all these guys weren't camera ready. They weren't photogenic. But All nowadays you it's with a but great without, voice because of radio. But, but that was it. No, even before that, before radio, you had guys who were uh, um, smart guys who didn't have the look. I mean, even even in in, in the fifties uh, with Dwight Eisenhower when they had radio and even some TV, uh, he was a thin guy with a gravelly voice and a bald guy. And uh, but what he had going for him, he's been the he had been the supreme Allied commander of armed forces in all of Europe uh, in World War II, and he was uh, the highest military officer in the war. And they they credited him for actually helping to win, well, if not winning, the war. People went by a resume and your works instead of by your looks. And the Hollywood persona of credibility goes to the best-looking guy and the most well-spoken person that's out there listening to Tulsi. I'm mm -hmm. going, she may not be a bad uh, second choice for him because she gets it. She, she really gets what Trump's going through. And, and, you know, the four different charges with 91 charges of uh, felonies against Trump, they were thrown out there just to sit there, not to real well, they are to disrupt him and taint him in your eyes so that they would kill the election. They're not going to lift these charges. They're not going to go away. But They're going to keep going after You know what's going, driving them crazy, Bill? Go ahead. You want, you want to make well, a point? Well, yeah. The, I mean, yeah, they're not going to sit there and take the charges away. They're going to keep going after him, going after the money, but they're realizing it's not going to work, you know, and 
they know that, and I have an end game that they're they're going after now because what they're doing is not working. But uh, and I I kind of got derailed here on my well. What's my happening, point. Bill? The the other side is not uh, is not uh, like like you said uh, liking what they're seeing because they're throwing everything at Trump and everything they throw at Trump that they think is going to bring him down is only making him stronger. It's like feeding the right. monster. Well, yeah, that that's true. But they're they're keeping it going out there. When have you heard? of somebody getting hit with that many things. And she's right. It only started in 2016 when he came down the golden elevator and, and he said, hey, I'm running for president. All right, let's attack Trump. And they're attacking. The point I was going to make, it's a very legal thing. You attack money and you sit there and you go after him as hard as you can. And there's also strength in numbers in a lawsuit. You might sit there and not really have a, a rat's ass chance in hell of winning that case. But if you sit there and say, all right, let's, we got four lawsuits. Let's put 20 different charges on there. Uh, on there. Now, the fact that they got Democratic judges, he can't sit there and get anything removed. Usually in legal defense, you sit there and go, well, I'll plead guilty to these five if you drop these other 15. That's what they're doing. It's not about whether you're, you're, you're guilty or innocent. It's about building a win. This is about tainting Trump. Here's their problem. You know, this uh, Letitia James is putting up on her, uh, I guess it's her Twitter account or something, or maybe it's TikTok. I'm not sure what she's on. But uh, uh, every day she's putting a figure up of how much more money Trump is going to have to pay based upon interest. She's, yeah. she's keeping a running tally like it's a joke. This lady is, I'm sorry, she is absolutely evil. Well, she's taunting, and that's bullying, and it's plain and simple. It's even when you're, if you're a little liberal or a Democrat, you go, I'm going to post this meme. It, it, it's a fat Trump hugging a fat Kim Jong-un. It's not so funny. Ho, 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 ho. That's bullying, my friend. It is bullying, and that makes you, you know, you criminalize that. That makes you a criminal, but, you know, the, the, the ultimate thing at the end, making trying to tr make Trump a criminal Here's your problem. You know, everybody is now rallying to Trump, Felon, uh, felonies behind him or not. And when he gets into the White House, oh, you can't elect a felon. The hell you can. Read the Constitution. Read yeah, the bylaws. Yeah. You can be behind bars for 50 years and become president of you, the United States. You know what no one's talking about, too? Um, let's say hypothetically they get some judge, some Democratic judge who doesn't care about the law, like like Engeron. Let's say he decides to put Trump in jail, okay? Uh, He's a martyr the, then. But here's the issue they have to deal with. The Secret Service are charged with protecting the former president of the United States. There's not a law, from what I understand, that says that we are only charged with protecting him if he's not found guilty of, uh, a, a, you know, some crime, in quotes, right? They're charged with protecting him. So if if they say to him, okay, we're going to send you to Rikers Island, Mr. President, you know, uh, would the Secret Service have a problem on their hands? Because they got well, to protect him in prison. they got to protect him in prison. And can you cut off a candidate from having any kind of communication to the voting public? Well, they, I would submit that they would say yes. He, you would hear people like Letitia James saying, 
Nobody is above the law, not even a former president of the United States, which is essentially what she said. Well, uh, remember the face of Engeron and Letitia, because what uh, Kevin O'Leary said was going to happen is yeah. happening. Investors now are saying, you know what? Oh, yeah. We're, we're not investing. And if you think I'm They're lying, losing billions, literally yeah. billions. If you think I'm lying about that, hey, <laughs> Google it. You guys are sinking your own ship. Aren't you smart? And you don't have life preservers. <laughs> I, you know, I really want to, you know, if, if, if the New York population is behind it, then I want to see you sink and swim. Kevin O'Leary himself deserve said, it. Kevin O'Leary invests in data, data parks, data centers that cost yes. $2 billion to, to put together. And I guess he'd, he'd considered New York at one time, but he's not considering New York anymore. So right off the bat, Kevin O'Leary, an investor who would have built a $2 billion uh, data park, you know, so that uh, the, the help, I guess there's so much uh, need for it nowadays. Everything's so digital that they don't have enough of them right now. Uh, but New York is going to lose the revenue from that. It's gone. It, yeah. it, it's because they, like you said, cut off their nose to spite their face. And uh, these data centers are important because, you know, one of the things that's critical in our, our, uh, in our country are the data centers for our infrastructure because everything we're a very technological comp, uh, country whether you know it's for your power plants your water your food everything is done via internet data centers computers you've hey. got to have it our and that's a critical point for us it, we're vulnerable that way which leads us to something else bill uh last i guess tuesday or wednesday we had that uh that what you, outage from the uh, cell phones. Yeah. Well, word is, and I've I've seen this in a number of different places. It, word is, the story. Now think about this for a second. The story of the uh, the blackout was released before the blackout. Oh, think, really? Now think think about that for a second. Word got to the press of a major outage of cell phones. Uh, in the United States, like Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday, uh, and it, it was uh, causing, an, uh, uh, first they said 100,000 people were affected. Then, like the next story, they said tens of millions of people are affected. They couldn't get their story right. And apparently what they're, what they're settling with now is they came out and they said uh, it was an upgrade, a software upgrade that caused the problem. So it was nothing to worry about. But people saying that's nonsense because they do software upgrades like every week and mm -hmm. they don't cause problems like that. This was something far more major. Some people are speculating that it was a test. It was a test by the bad guys to see what, you know, what effect it would have. And uh, they're still talking, by the way, uh, a lot of people are talking about the possibility of an Internet outage sometime soon to disrupt the election process. So uh, we're going to – I wouldn't put it past anybody anymore. I don't know about you, but uh, I used to think everything was above board and they had all the systems in place to protect us. I don't nah. feel that way anymore, you know? I feel, nah. that, I feel that we've been uh, played uh, a phony hand. We've been told, oh, don't worry about it. We're from the government, and we're here to help. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that, when you hear that, run. That's what you got to do. Yep. And whoop, here it is. So Trump is on the, the Trump train is rolling. And I think 
Next week, it will stop at the station and uh, sweep up all the delegates that uh, he's going to need with Super Tuesday, or at least uh, the primary portion of them. Mm -hmm. But apparently, the Democrats have a plan in case they can't put them behind bars and stop you from voting for them. They can't trip them up any other way. Oh, I know what it's going to be. I know. Here's the windup and the three-two delivery. And the three-two delivery is they're not going to certify the vote when he wins by landslide because Hawking from the from Congress sat there and said, "Well, that's what we're going to do." Now we've got the Senate right now, but even if we don't. We expect some rhinos will cross over the line, and we're going to stand lockstep united, and we will not certify that vote because he's an insurrectionist. What did they, meaning the left, complain about uh, during the last election? Exactly. They complained that the right wasn't going to certify the election, and it was unconstitutional and definitely un-American. But yet... When it's on their side of the ledger. Then it's constitutional and American. But you know what? I'm here to tell you right now. You think we you, you think you got democracy. You think that you have America. Um, I don't know. They've ripped the skirt off of America. The democracy, they flushed it down the toilet. And yeah. we are sitting here, you know, we're we're not the country we were. Could we be righted and, you know, Put back together, yeah, I, I, I say we can, but I think this is got to be the Hail Mary. This is your final, this is your last Trump stand. has said that. In November. Trump has the said if we, don't, if, if we don't get it now, we're done. You can put a fork in it, the U.S. is done. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of putting a fork in it, I wanted to mention this story, Bill, because, and we're running out of time already. Can you believe yeah. that? Um, NATO Secretary General Jans Stoltenberg said that the Ukraine has a right to use its Western-supplied weapons to defend itself against Russia, even if it includes striking targets within Russian borders. He's talking, my friends, about the uh, F-16 fighter fighter jet that we... First, we weren't going to give it to him. Then we said we'll give him a couple. And I guess now we've given him a whole bunch. And now they're saying, it's okay. If you have to go in and bomb somebody... Uh, in Russia, with our equipment, be my guest. And do you know, I, I go ahead. I, I'm going to find something else I want to okay, play. Okay, I'll, I'll just mention this. When you're talking about that, over the weekend, you know, you, uh, the story came out the Ukraine fired a deluge of, of, of uh, missiles yeah. in Russia. They even sunk a warship in uh, out, out in the ocean. I forget where it was. But either way, they showed a picture of this warship. It, it looked like it was engulfed in flames, and I blew up the picture. The warship that they showed was a model, and in the background there was smoke being blown in, and you saw the red and yellow lights. Yes, the Klieg lights hanging in the background to light it up and make it look like it was uh, a, an explosive flash. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible Photoshop, not even a Photoshop. It was just it was a fake photo. So do I believe they might have shot missiles? Now I don't know because they put a fake photo out there with a narrative, oh, they blew up a warship, they sunk another ship. I guess if I go back and look at the news, they've sunk probably 20 or 30 ships of Russia. Have they? Or are they, I'm sure they've sunk some. I'm not saying they didn't, but I'm just saying, you know, the news is giving you crap stories. Yeah. And... This war. I wanted to play, and I can't find it, Bill. I, I'm sure I'll find it after the show's over. 
if I can, I'll play it tomorrow. But the head of NATO, mm-hmm. uh, I have him saying uh, to the media, uh, and it's he says it directly to everybody to hear uh, that the Ukraine is going to be a member of NATO. And the caption that came along with that that this vi- this uh, video was "Welcome to World War Three." They've already said, the Russians have already said, we will never allow the Ukraine to be a member of NATO. But here is the head of NATO saying on camera that we are definitely going to allow the Ukraine into our organization. It definitely is going to be a part of NATO. Friends, they Uh, are walking us into World War III intentionally. And you know what? Zelensky is going to help because he came out and said... He is crafting a document, you know, a dipl- diplomatic document that uh, he's having people help him craft. And he's going to deliver it to Putin. So on a diplomatic level, Putin will, uh, will concede to the Ukraine. They will not, they're not winning the war. He didn't say they were. He didn't say they're losing it. He goes, but we will not lose. So if you tie those two things together, he becomes a NATO nat- nation and with the power of NATO saying, We'll all clobber you and we'll use the U.S.'s muscle. That, I don't know that Putin will take kindly to that. And if I were, I would sit there and say, well, you know what? Putin has already said it's not going to, he's not going to allow it to happen. Yeah. I mean, if I were Putin, and he's a bad guy, so don't think I'm a Putin fan. Mm -hmm. He's a bad guy. But if I were in his shoes, I would sit there and say, well, yeah, they might have a better Air Force than me. They might have a better Navy than me. But you know what? We both got one thing that it doesn't matter how you count it. When it hits, it hits. Yeah. And if they need, if they want to test my resolve, I'll give them a test and fire one off now. And, and it's simple as that. You know, I mean, I would call the bluff if it were me. So be thankful I'm not Putin. Uh, but, and I probably would have called the bluff a long time ago because this is getting sick. Yeah. You know, this little dance that we're doing out there. You know, I, I think that Putin is trying to wait until the elections because I think he really, he may, say, he may say he wants Biden to win, but I think that he knows that he can communicate and talk man to man with Trump because Trump is a more rational guy. He also knows that when Trump was president, there weren't a lot of wars all over the world that we were involved with. As a matter of fact, I don't think we were involved in any wars. If well, anybody is a peacenik, it's Donald J. Trump. He's and I think I think Putin realizes that, and he's heard he, you know he's heard Trump say, "I'll have that war over in twenty four hours." And again, uh, we all think that's an exaggeration. But if he gets it done quickly, that'll be that'll be good enough for us. You know, a lot of people. It's not just a game. The war isn't. You know, when you're a long distance from a war. It's all numbers. It's all statistics. But, you know, with all due respect, my my uh, friends out there, these are human beings like you and like me who are dying every single day. And you got to ask your, yourself, well, why? Why? Because we're all, we're all pawns in, a, in an elite chess game. And they don't care about the pawns. They only care about themselves. I want to mention one thing here, you know, how it, it just seems that all these judges, you know, with all the lawsuits going on against Trump, 
mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, all he's trying to do is exercise his legal right to say, can you, can you stay this order so I have time to get my appeals together? Because he does have that right. Right. You know, and there's, but, you know, all these judges are coming back on, uh, no, uh, no. You mean like uh, Angeron? No. Angeron, yeah. and now Kaplan in the uh, E. Jean Carroll thing, which, again, that was another one that was, you know, and Kaplan made a ruling, I guess it came down yesterday that he did this. I mean, I thought judges didn't work in the weekend. Well, except for the case of Trump, where they, they yeah. instead of doing a bench ruling, they sit there and they rule it from the home throne. Uh, yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's the only way. This is a vendetta. This is vindictive. It's not a vendetta. A vendetta means that he did something And they're to getting back it. at him, yeah. Uh, well, actually, he did. He ran for president, and, and, and he's running again, and that's their vendetta. They want to sit there and stop him. And even if he, I think because he ran once, they were going to go after him. They want to teach him a lesson and show everybody else you run against the system. You run against us. Look what we will do to you. He is, he's a, whatever you call it, he's a martyr. Yeah, well, it, it, he, I'll tell you one thing. He's a lightning rod for these uh, different attacks. He, yeah. he's, he's getting hit from all sides. What, what I just Who again, would go through that in their right mind unless they really yeah. loved the country? You and know, he wants you, to- with Nikki Haley, what she's doing, you have to ask yourself, is she doing it for the money? I mean, she's probably making herself millions of dollars. Is she doing it for the money? You know damn well that Donald Trump isn't. Donald Trump can think about this. He said on camera, I heard him say it, I got the money. I just don't want to give it to these people. He could pay the $455 million judgment. He has the resources to do it. He could sell a couple of his buildings and do it. No problem at all. Nikki Haley is a trollop for the Democrats. That's all she is. She's just a little two-bit trollop, and that's, yeah, maybe harsh, but that's what she is, and that's what she's proven to me. I, I don't think she is a very nice lady. So, Bill, uh, you see the war in the Ukraine uh, ramping up anytime soon? Mm-hmm. Getting I worse. Do. Yeah, I do, too. I, I, I think that when you have them saying, yeah, you can fly into Russia and start bombing Russia— with our airplanes, uh, that says to me that they want the thing to get to get more violent to to get to to well, grow. You know, let's let's put the shoe on the other foot. If somebody said, "Hey, you know what? Let's just say uh, I don't know." Switzerland said, "You know, we don't like the United States, and we wish that they would uh, just you know bend to our way." But uh, foreign countries are free to uh, fly into the United States and fly their missiles from their planes. Would you take that lightly? Would you let those planes through? Would you sit there and do something about it? I sure as hell would. Mm. Bring, you know, turn it around and bring this home. I don't care if you got a bleeding heart towards the Ukraine, you know, look at the aggressor on the other way, and it's Ukraine that's in the middle, and they're calling the shots for your safety and welfare? For our liberal friends out there who say, what's wrong with the Ukraine being part of uh, NATO? Let me ask you a question. How would you feel if uh, Mexico said we're going to be an ally, part of uh, 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 some kind of a union with the, with the Russians? And well, we're going to allow them to put their bases right on our border. What? Okay, what was, what was NATO there for? 
It was there for, to, to protect us from the Soviet menace. All right. Now, so you're the menace. Mm-hmm. And the one thing the menace said before there was ever this Ukraine blow up, we will not allow a NATO nation on our border. Which, well, if, and okay, I would submit, look, Bill, we have no more Soviet menace. The Soviet Union, which was the reason why NATO right. got together, does not exist anymore. What did we do with the Bay of Pigs when the Soviets over in Cuba put up missiles there? Right? Yeah. Right Right there off sure. our coast. Right. We, 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 we raised hell. We, we were ready to go to war, weren't we? We didn't know whether we'd have a nuclear war the following Monday. We had okay. a weekend. Is this not their Bay of Pigs? With the Ukraine? I, I would submit that you're right. Absolutely. The Russians are going to look at uh, that that comment by the head of NATO. Somebody should somebody should sit this guy Stoltenberg down and say, shut your mouth. We're in the middle of a war here. We don't need you to escalate it. We, yeah. we don't need any more escalation of the war. Keep your mouth shut. But he goes out in front of the press, and I do have the audio. I just cannot find it. Uh and he says it in English that they're going to allow definitely, most definitely, you, the Ukraine into, he said it was a certainty. That was the thing. The, it was a certainty that they would be a part of NATO. So uh, think about that, friends. Man. Your health and welfare is hanging in the balance from the words of that man and some, some stupid political bureaucrats yep. and the safety of your life. And your grandchildren's life and your children's you life. You have to ask yourself, why? Why do they want us to move closer to World War III? And think about this. Who's going to get attacked first? It's probably going to be the Europeans. They're closest. They're probably going to be hit first. Poland, uh, you know, France, Germany. Yeah. These are the countries that have something to worry about. Yet... These these guys like Stoltenberg go out and 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 they, it's like waving a red ba- bandana or towel in front of a bull. Look, we're we're inciting a lot of things from the Ukraine, Russia, NATO, the immigrants, our economy, uh, the attacks on Trump. I mean, the trials that are going on Trump are kind of like back in the 1600s and the witch trials where we sat there and just hysteria over false accusations, and all, all of a right. sudden... You know, we're getting ready to wrap this up, but I, I well, have to ask probably you. over time. <laughs> uh, well, I think everybody will allow us uh, uh, to, uh, a little fudge factor here. Um, yeah. Is this a possible um, means to an end? Meaning, is the last resort on the part of the left... And by the way, what's happening in our country with our elections, I believe, is a part of a global initiative on the mm-hmm. part of uh, uh, people behind the curtain. I'll just leave it at that. And I, I think that they are just as confused and angered as a lot of people in the this country are, that no matter what they throw at Trump, he gets stronger. It's like they, they're mm-hmm. feeding the, the animal. He's getting bigger and bigger and more powerful. Uh, and I think that the, the, the end game for them is, okay, if we can't if we can't destroy him with all of these legal actions— the only way we can stop him from winning in in 2024 is to initiate a World War III. And if we have a World War III, then we can postpone the elections altogether. Well, they can postpone the elections, 
What do they ultimately want to do, let's say, the people behind the curtain? They want one world order, one world power. They want everything yeah. under their thumb. What stands one world in government. the way? Yeah. One world government. What stands in the way of that? Let's not talk about Donald Trump. What stands in the way of one world government? You and I. You and I. We the people. Right. The United States. So you Especially would have to, the right. Especially yeah. those of us on the so right. So you've got to dismantle it. Now, what stands in the way of you... You know, ununiting the United States and, and making it go away. Donald Trump. I watched um, a movie last night on uh, on Netflix. I had never seen it or even heard about it. It was filmed in, in Europe. I think it was filmed in Belgium, but it was in English. Mm-hmm. And it was called Will. And it was about World War II and about uh, some a couple of young uh, Antwerp police officers, recruits, they just became police officers. At the, and this is during World War II when Antwerp and Belgium was occupied by the Germans. And mm-hmm. they were forced to do things, these two young cops, that they, they didn't believe in. You know, uh, but what, and I won't go into the plot of the movie. And, you know, the Gestapo were there, the SS were there, they were rounding up Jews. Uh, they were doing the most cruel and vile things to them, uh, the most unhuman, inhuman things for them. It, it was terrible. But I, I thought to myself as I was watching this that it could happen again. It could happen again. They're already stoking the flames of, uh, you know, the Jews aren't uh, like us. I mean, they're, they're starting to create a separation. They're also trying to create a separation between the MAGA people. The MAGA people are a different kind of people. I heard somebody on CNN, was it CNN? I think it was CNN, who said there's a difference between Christians and yeah. Christian nationals, okay? Uh, there is no, my... There's no difference. There's no difference between Christians and Christian nationals. They're both Christians. That was my analogy there of the comparison to the witch trials. I mean, are the MAGA people, the Trumpers, the right conservatives and Christians, are we not the modern-day witches that they are seeking out? Everything is our fault. We Absolutely. are the problem. And so they are going to prosecute us on, on for anything they can. Uh, they're out of their minds with their charges, but here they come. I mean, they're And, and, if, and they they're can bring down, if they can bring down our leader, if they can bring down Trump, they can Satan bring himself, any yes, of us, yes, yes. Any of us down. They can bring any of us down. By the way, if you get a moment, uh, go to Gateway Pundit today, okay? Uh, huh. I like the site. It's a site that gathers news from different sources, okay? And also, so it's not like they invent the news, but there's something which I, I want you guys to take a look at if you get a moment. There's uh, a priest... He talks about, they call him the Hermit of Loretto, I believe it's called. He's a guy who gave up all of his worldly uh, possessions to spend his time around a shrine in Italy. He's an American. And this priest was told, when you're traveling in Rome, go and meet this American, the Hermit of Loretto, and uh, talk to him because he has something he wants to tell you. He talks about how he had a vision that Donald Trump would bring the uh, America back to God. 
And he had the vision in 1985 when Donald Trump was a playboy Democrat. And everyone says, oh, that's ridiculous. Well, there's a lot more to this than what I'm telling you. Here's what we should do. Uh, probably wrap up the show, and then what we'll do is afterwards we'll find the video, and then we'll, we'll just do a little quick little thing on it, uh, a little addendum show, and then we'll, we'll post them both on uh, the X and on our website. And uh, Absolutely. Okay, if you want to call us, uh, 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com. jimandbillatmail.com. And uh, hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>